If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say, my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player Performance with J.A. Cavalier. Welcome to Player Performance, Episode 3. I am the all-seeing, all-knowing J.A. Cavalier, joined by Big Mike, Tessa Hall, and TV Al. We'll dive into NFL Week 13. All you need to know, but first, let's recap Week 12 with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. NFL Week 12 Recap. Detroit continues to be the saddest city in America on Thanksgiving Day as the Lions were carved up. The Cowboys might want to look for a new moniker because Washington made sure America's team didn't fit the bill. Wondering when the Steelers and Ravens are going to play? Hey, us too. We're also wondering if Justin Herbert is ever going to get to play an easy game. Probably not. The Titans and Colts are like a high school couple. On again and off again. And no one knows what will happen each week. The Panthers did their best Falcons imitation with a huge meltdown against the Vikings. The Cleveland Browns are 8-3. and three. Yes. 2020 is the strangest year ever. Colt McCoy played against Brandon Allen in the Giants-Bengals game Sunday. Not a cheap noon kickoff game in college football. Bill Belichick is fighting tooth and nail for a record over 500. And the Cardinals are fighting tooth and nail to miss the playoffs. The Jets continue to be the punching bag of the NFL. The first overall pick is looking sweeter and sweeter after a loss to the Fins. The house doesn't always win, and it didn't Sunday when the Falcons put a 40-burger on the Raiders. Two non-quarterbacks played quarterback in the Saints-Broncos game, and it was, well, hideous. Pray for Broncos fans. The 49ers got sort of healthy, so they flexed their muscle and upset the Rams. Hopefully they didn't flex it so hard they pulled something. The Chiefs ran track all over the Bucks and drove Tom to his 40-plus community center after. The Packers did a thing we thought they'd all do. They hunted the Bears on Sunday night football, the Seahawks. That's it. Now, I, of course, assume Tessa was implying to Monday night was all Seattle Seahawks, and for the most part, it was. Seattle, of course, left the back door open. Eagles score on a Hail Mary, convert the two, and get the back door cover. Tessa, let that be a lesson to you in this space. Never leave the back door open. Just in this space, not in others? Okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of backdoors, last week I said on the show that I was going to predict the winner of the NFC East, the Washington football team. Locked, loaded, signed, sealed, delivered. There's your NFC East winner, the Washington football team. Now, this really, for me, is more of a process of elimination. Wentz is going to end up on a stretcher. Daniel Jones is now sidelined and the Cowboys. I mean, how do you really describe what's going on in Big D? I mean, so listen, when it comes to sports information, I'm a coach. My job as a consultant, my job as an advisor is to put my clients in the best possible position to win sports betting, much like a, a head coach of an NFL team. Players have to hit the field and execute the game plan. However, it is the coach's job to put them in the best possible position to be successful. Can someone tell me what the fuck Mike McCarthy is doing? Fourth and inches on your own 35, and instead of running Zeke, you throw an out to Lamb? Now, listen, first off, I don't agree with going for it on fourth in a tie game on your own 35, but the play call, fucking really? You know, then down seven points, fourth and forever, you run a fake punt and that fake punt, and then he had the audacity to double down in the post-game press conference saying it was well-designed. 
It was a one-score fucking game. I agree. I don't get it. Analytics have come become the excuse of NFL head coaches. This isn't analytics. It's ego. A head coach's notion that he's smarter than everyone else, which, of course, only applies if indeed you're smarter than everyone else or if you're Jerry Jones. But Jerry owns the team, so he can do what he wants. So, therefore, he's smarter than everyone else by default. But as a head coach, Put your team in a position to be successful, as I do every week on this show. The money train is pulling out. All aboard. NFL Week 13. Big Mike. Let go. Let's get it going here. Cleveland at Tennessee. Browns at Titans. Tennessee's minus five and a half. The total's 54. Hey, Jay, help me out on this one. Are we to buy into the Cleveland Browns as being a good football team just because they're eight and three? And they've only beaten one team with a winning record. And that would be the Indianapolis Colts on October 11th. What's your take on that? The Browns are 8-3, and three, and no one cares. And no one cares for good reason. Third easiest schedule in the NFL. When you really dissect the AFC, you don't believe the Browns can compete with either KC or Pittsburgh. In fact, I said on this show last week, I don't trust Baker Mayfield to cover six, seven-point spread on the road at Jacksonville. And, of course, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars by two points last week. I mean, the odds makers really have pretty much figured out exactly who the Cleveland Browns are. They don't respect them. The number in this game is an indication of how little respect the Cleveland Browns are actually getting. Five and a half points seem like a huge number in a game like this when both teams come in eight and three. Now, here's the thing. The Browns struggled last week stopping Robinson for the Jaguars. I mean, and now they have to face King Henry. You know, you don't think uh, of running teams as teams that score actually a ton of points, but the Titans are sixth in the league in scoring, and they don't turn the ball over, so you're not going to get any help from the Tennessee Titans offense. They don't turn the ball over at all. I'm going with the odds makers in this one. I'm playing into the line again. Normally, I don't like five and a half point spreads, but I actually love this spot, and I love this spot for the Tennessee Titans. I am calling this on this show my NFL lock of the week. Take the Tennessee Titans, lay the five and a half points. I am good with the five and a half. They win this game by double digits. All right, Jay, we're going to move to New Orleans at Atlanta. Saints at Falcons. New Orleans is minus three. The total is 46. Now that the Atlanta Falcons have seen Taysom Hill on November 22nd in New Orleans, which was a loss, 24 to nine, Jay, do you think they're going to be able to hold him down or will this just be the same old outcome as it was before? You know, I actually put a ton of time into this game. You know, the three seemed really soft to start the week and when I was looking to it, right? I mean, considering the recent success of Taysom Hill and the Saints and what they just did to Atlanta two weeks ago, I mean, maybe this is Vegas overvaluing the Atlanta Falcons offensively. Well, last week for me, it was all about the numbers. Numbers screamed Las Vegas and Atlanta Falcons blew them out 43-6. to On this show, I actually called the Atlanta Falcons my upset special of the week. I told you they would win the game outright over Vegas And of course they did. Well, wash, rinse, repeat. I'm doing it again. But I actually read this line really differently. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons blew some leads late in the fourth quarter. Gurley falls into the end zone, which became an instant meme. So all of a sudden, the Atlanta Falcons are a bad team. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons are 4-2 under Raheem Morris during that stretch. They beat the Minnesota Vikings, Carolina Panthers, Las Vegas Raiders, three decent two quality football teams. The Atlanta Falcons have been really good in this spot. 11-4 ATS last 15, and by this spot, I of course mean as a home underdog. So why would this week be any different? Well, it's not. 
We're returning to the scene of the crime, and I actually believe the song remains the same. The Atlanta Falcons, not just a cover to three, three and a half, but the Atlanta Falcons, my upset special of the week, the Atlanta Falcons win this game outright on the field again. Jay, I'm with you on this one. I like the Atlanta Falcons also, and I made a ton of money on your upset play last week, and I'll make more money this week. I just think they're a better football team than they're given credit for. If it wasn't for just a little meltdowns, like you said, in the fourth quarter. You're talking about a completely different team. A, a whole different team. Grow some balls, play a money line. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Three-point spread winners posted daily on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. So let's go to the Eagles at Green Bay. Eagles at Packers. Green Bay is now minus nine. That line moved from seven and a half to nine overnight. Total is 47. Jay, what is it going to take for Aaron Rodgers to overtake Patrick Mahomes in the MVP voting? Or is Patrick already, you think he's already penciled in to be the 2020 NFL MVP? Call an ambulance. Tell them going to be a crime scene at 1265 Lombardi Avenue on Sunday. You know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if, if the Eagles don't find a way to protect Carson Wentz, it's not going to matter who the quarterback is. I think the bright side of this season for the Eagles is not that they're still in the playoff hunt, which is crazy, but they are. Um, more so that Carson Wentz can absorb a hit. He's being punished every time he drops back. And coming into the season, the joke of Carson Wentz was he's Mr. Glass. It's like every time he gets hit, something breaks. You know, what's funny about this whole game is if you took Carson Wentz and put him on the other side of the field and Patrick Mahomes on with the Philadelphia Eagles, there'd be a problem for Patrick Mahomes also. That offensive line is just pathetic for the Philadelphia Eagles. They need to step up, and Carson just can't get any help in that respect. Well, quarterbacks have shown us week in and week out, if they don't stand up right, they don't play well, and they don't perform well. Now, look, I, I mean, as far as this game goes, I really don't want any part of this game. I mean, I was looking at this line um, on Wednesday, and on Wednesday it was a really soft 7.5. I mean, that's actually incredibly soft, considering these two teams are trending in such opposite directions. I think you contribute that to the Eagles' defense and how well they play together against Russell Wilson on Monday night. And despite Carson Wentz, and really actually despite Carson Wentz and the offense, they actually ended up with the backdoor cover. And of course, it's a joke, but I, of course, was thrilled. I mean, I was one of those guys on Monday night that, that when he's going for two, I'm thinking, hey, listen, I'm thrilled with the seven. I'm thrilled with the push, you know, in that situation. So he's going for two and I'm saying, no, and then yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was no as he's going for That's it. Right. But then, then, of course, you know, once, once, once it's made, I'm thrilled. So I'm I'll take the cover. But if you really look at the game, I mean, the defense of Philadelphia really did show up in that game. And they played really well and really hard. I'm actually surprised that that this team can't put it together offensively. I, I wasn't surprised. You know, who doesn't get the two-point conversion to cover like that? That was an instant lock. They always ask, is, is it better to be lucky or is it better to be good? And I always say the same thing. Give me fucking both. That's exactly right. Luck is a product of design. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rams at Cardinals. All right, we got the Los Angeles Rams at Arizona. The Rams are two and a half. The total's 48 and a half. Jay, what do you like uh, more? The the number on the game, the Rams minus three, which seems a little uh, low, or do you like the 48 and a half that both these teams have some offenses? They could put some points on the board. What's your take on the game? My take on this game is I am locked and loaded on this game. 
I released my 50-unit game of the month last week, Kansas City Chiefs money line. Now, while others were sweating out the three, three and a half, I unloaded early in the week and caught the Chiefs at what was more than a fair price. I am actually bigger on this game. I am unloading 50 units here. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y L O S E dot com. I will release this game for just $299, guaranteed and fully backed, 50-unit monster. My last two 50-unit plays, of course, on Sunday, I had the Kansas City Chiefs money line. And then on Wednesday, I had the Baylor Bears, a college basketball 50-unit monster. The Baylor Bears laying four, four and a half. I told you you could take that money line. You could lay the four. They, of course, win that game by double digits. That's 100 units. That's doubling your bankroll. Get to whylose.com right now, like I said guaranteed and fully backed whylose.com that's the letter y l o s e.com i am rolling a minimum of 50 units on this particular play so let's make some money go to whylose.com that's y l o s e.com broncos at chiefs the next game on the schedule broncos at the chiefs kansas city is minus 14 the total is 51 jay what kind of black magic does the broncos need to stay within the 14 or you're just going to stick with the total in this game. Well, first, you're going to have to pull a quarterback out of your hat, right? I mean, I hear a quarterback is a really good thing to have. Listen, uh, all jokes aside, last week, the Denver Broncos, in my opinion, get a mulligan. I mean, what was an absolute shit show of a game. They started a practice squad wide receiver. And honestly, in my opinion, Kendall Hinton gets a big fat attaboy of the week. So the NFL's excuse for allowing this game to take place in the first place is COVID cases were contained to the quarterback's room. So it was controlled. I mean, bullshit. Roger Goodell could hug a nut. I mean, embarrass the Denver Broncos while jumping through hoops to schedule, reschedule, reschedule the Baltimore Ravens-Pittsburgh Steelers game. And then, of course, not only does he drop the ball, but then he ends up not getting the game that everybody really wants anyway because Lamar Jackson ends up not playing. And that game was an absolute fucking disaster. It was a joke. Uh, 22 players. I mean, if you're talking about containing... How do you contain if 22 players are on a COVID list? Really? It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, so Denver did get screwed. Okay, so public right now, the public money is leaning 97 as of right now, 97% towards the Kansas City Chiefs laying the, laying the 14. I do expect that to even out a little bit closer to game time. I mean, key thing to remember here is the Kansas City Chiefs are just 2-2 two and two as a double-digit chalk. I mean, Vegas cannot set the number high enough right now to scare the public away from betting the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Kansas City is either first or second in four of the five categories that matter offensively. And of course, Mahomes is having himself a season as expected, you know, and he's playing a team that they just beat 43 to 16 a couple of weeks back. But that game in mile high was not as lopsided as his final score. I mean, I backed the Kansas City Chiefs in that game, but the Chiefs scored in th- all three facets of the game, offensive, defensive, and special teams. In that game, Mahomes was, was a very, very, very pedestrian 15 of 23 with 200 yards passing and a touchdown. As bad as the Broncos looked last week, and they were absolutely embarrassed, but the secondary actually held Taysom Hill to 78 yards passing and a QBR of 43, which is 
fucking pathetic. I mean, Broncos defense is eighth in the league in yards allowed, seventh in the league passing yards. Broncos will be able to run the ball because everybody runs the ball on Kansas City. So they'll be able to run the ball. They'll be able to control the clock, keep Mahomes on the sideline. And that's really what they're going to need to do. I believe the Broncos can slow down the Chiefs enough to stay inside this number. And also, you know me, and as a rule, I am never going to lay double digits and especially 14 points in the NFL. And I don't care who the quarterback is. I lean on a very pissed-off Denver Broncos team. I'm going to take them, and I'm going to take what I feel is a very generous 14. This is a lean. I'm not going to load up. Actually, closer to game time, I might look for a teaser with this game. But again, lean Denver Broncos plus the points. I agree with you. I'll play the Denver Broncos in this one just for the fact that 14 is a lot of points in Kansas City does not for any reason have to blow this team out. And like you said, I, I think the Denver Broncos are also pissed off, and I think they feel like they got cheated by the NFL. Washington at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is uh, nine and a half. The total is 44. Let me ask you this, Jay. Is Pittsburgh getting screwed over by having to play the game yesterday, which was Wednesday, and then coming right back and playing on Monday night? Now, we've never seen this happen in the NFL. I mean, so it's really kind of tough to see how this is going to affect the Pittsburgh Steelers. What I do know is that if they were playing anyone other than an RG3-led Ravens team on Wednesday, they would no longer be undefeated. They look like trash, but that really is Steelers football, isn't it? That's the way the Steelers are playing, and you have to give them credit, 11-0. and I'd rather be 11-0 and and playing like trash at this point of the season. Well, of course, ugly wins, but they do find a way to get it done. And, and really, that's all that matters. I mean, 11-0 is 11-0. So now they get a Washington football team coming off two straight wins and two straight covers. We are actually seeing a little bit of life out of Ron Rivera's squad. I mean, the running game is solid. The defense front is as good as advertised. And an experienced quarterback in Alex Smith managed the game. Don't turn the ball over. And that's really all they're asking of him. And that's all they need from him. Run the ball, play defense. That's what Washington does. That's who Washington is. And they're doing that. And they're playing into who they are. Now, I don't think there's enough time in between these games for Pittsburgh to fully rest and establish an effective game plan against Ron Rivera. Washington is coming into their own. So not only are you giving me 10 points, but now you're giving me 10 points on 10 days rest against a team who's up against it with, 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 with no rest. Um, good coaches usually find, find ways to win in these situations, and good coaches do really big things with this much time off. I'm going to lean Washington plus the 10. I think the Steelers can find find a way to eke this out because they have been finding ways to eke out wins all season long. But again, just as I said last game, I never laid double digits in the NFL. I may look for a quality teaser closer to game time. I did have a max bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers and under in a two-team teaser Wednesday, which, of course, that ticket cashed. And I may look to, to do the same closer to game time, closer to Monday. But as of right now, you know, that 10 points is a lot. I would lean Washington with the 10, but I would like this more so in a teaser there you go. You may want to even look for a two-team teaser. The Denver Broncos, I would take that plus 21, and maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers down to a three. Or you can actually even tease up the Washington Redskins, uh, excuse me, Washington football team. Football team, that's right. <laughs> football plus, team. Plus 17 in this spot. And actually, actually would be a nice little dog teaser. You know, there you go. There's your teaser. Denver Broncos plus 21, Washington football team plus 17. 
Buffalo at San Francisco. Buffalo at San Francisco. This game is being played in Glendale, Arizona, home of the Cardinals, and that'll be on Monday night. Buffalo is minus one. The total is 48. Jay, how much of a disadvantage is it uh, that San Fran is going to play? Actually, the rest of their home games are going to be on the road, but this one here, they're playing the game in Arizona, and they're not even able to have full access to the stadium throughout the entire week to practice on the field or anything like that. I mean, 2020 has been hard on us all, right? But no one's going to be happier to see 2021 than the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I don't think we've ever seen an NFL team as plagued with injuries as the Niners were this season. And just as they're starting to get healthy, returning Moser and, and Debo Samuel, they pretty much get fucking evicted. I mean, the 49ers won't play another home game in the Bay Area, and, and that's got to be unsettling as a football team. Oh, and how about the other side, the Buffalo Bills? They have to go back to State Farm Stadium. The Bills' last game in this stadium resulted in a Hail Mary loss to Cardinals Murray to Hopkins. You know, nobody wants to see this stadium less than Josh Allen. That's true. And this 2020 season, it's just been a season of adjustments, and that's to say the least, but... Let me ask you this. How do you see the outcome of the game coming up? I actually see this as my Monday night parlay of the year. Not the week, not the month, but the year. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y-L-O-S-E.com. Pick up the entire football season, just $99. That's ridiculous. It includes the entire season of college football, the entire season of NFL. And as a bonus, you're going to get my Monday night parlay of the year. Get the game, get the total, get the parlay winner. $99 the entire football season. Whylose.com. That's the letter Y-L-O-S-E.com. And now it's time for... For Not For Nothing. Not For Nothing. With TVL. Hello, sports fans. This is TVL from New York, New York. New York City. City. Let's talk about my teams. I'm back. TVL from New York, New York. What a week in football. Let me tell you something. I have never seen guys running the ball like this week and receiving the ball like this week. Chubb. 144. Henry, 178. I'm telling you guys, even Hill, 269 yards. Oh my God. Not for nothing. They were playing like it was a Kentucky Derby. Running and catching the ball like crazy. Not for nothing. When was the last time you saw the Brownies? Eight and three. Oh my God. Must have been when Jimmy Brown was playing. Hey guys, good job, Brownies. I got to get my hat off to you. And let's talk about my New York Jetsies. Hey, not for nothing, the nodding gaze should be leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when they'll be back again. Get rid of these two guys. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And New York G-Men, congratulations, guys. First place. Yeah, I know my quarterback went down, but hey, let's give credit where credit is due. And how about Seattle playing Philly? You believe they went for a two-point conversion? <laughs> Not for nothing. There must have been guys wanting to kill. Anyway, that's it for me, guys. And I'll tell you right now, New York, I still love you. The overall thoughts of TVL do not represent player performance. In fact, disregard all of what is said and our apologies in advance. Not for nothing. How about those J-A-T-S Jets? Those Jets are on fire. Have they won a game yet? I don't think so, but does it really, really fucking matter? They're my team. I'm from New York. 
I'm a New Yorker, and that's the way it is. And then my other team, those giants, you know, if, if Daniel doesn't get hurt, we're on to the Super Bowl. J-E-T-S, gents all the way. Here we go. Well, thanks, Al. As informative as always. Hi, I'm Jay Cavalier for Big Mike from the group home, Tessa Hall. Oh, and of course, TV Al. Um, that's our show, NFL Week 13. Uh, remember, bet with your head, not over it. See you guys next week. Remember, like, uh, subscribe, wherever the fuck you hear this. Let's go next week, Week 14. We'll be back. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L O S E.com.